Getting close to Memorial Day already. Not that we're doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone keeps asking me how I'm doing, and I'm like, I'm doing okay. I'm in my apartment for 23 and a half hours a day, and that's it. Welcome back to Monging Your Ears. My name is Corey, Helen, and April are with me. Hi, Hi. And we're here to talk about two manga. The first one is a Total Eclipse of the Eternal Heart from Seven Seas, and the second one is uh, I Married My Best Friend to Shut My Parents Up. Um, so also the theme for this episode is Accidentally Gay, yep. which is honestly a theme <laughs> we have a lot around here. Uh, the theme is also very long titles. Um, but this first one... Totally Clips of the Eternal Heart is about uh, this kid named Terumichi, who has been haunted by a recurring dream. He uh, sees himself dying at the hands of some random person. He doesn't really know who it is. Uh, then he he eventually meets the, a classmate named Yamaga, who he uh, kind of creates an accidental relationship with, uh, that is, friendship relationship. Um where they just kind of, like, hang out during PE and whatever else, other classes and junk. And uh, the, the manga gets, like, weirder and weirder as it goes along. It's, it turns out that Yamaga um, is being killed by various people, but he is also eternal. Um, and uh, that concerns Terumichi a lot for, uh, you know, because he's being Yamaga is being killed. Uh and as the manga goes along, we unravel the mystery of why that is. Uh, I don't know if we want to just go straight to the, the spoiler on that. People die. People die in this series. Yeah. That is part of the premise. <laughs> I would also say I don't think it was an accidental relationship formed between these two boys. I think Yamada was deliberately seeking out um, our main character. I know you just said his name, and I forgot. Yeah, Terumichi. Terumichi. Like, I don't think he... I don't know. I feel like he's probably realized at some point that the people he murdered decades ago are reincarnating, and I feel like he can probably pick up on them. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was a very deliberate thing. Yeah. I, what I mean by accidental is, like, we are presented with it as accidental, but by the end, it's pretty clear that Yamaga is creating these relationships, or at least this particular relationship, um, very intentionally. I don't know, even from the get-go, Yamada's giving, like, some very predatory expressions there. (laughs) Like, oh, I accidentally threw this ball into the woods, and now we're going to be isolated from the rest of the class. It's like, red flag, red flag, red flag. (laughs) (laughs) And we also don't honestly know what Yamada's deal is. Like, based on the cover art, I totally thought he was a vampire, but it seems more like general immortality... But then there's like an offhanded line where he mentions that he's being reincarnated as well. So I'm not entirely sure if Sundi, the creator, had totally figured out what they wanted to do or mm-hmm. not. Because there were just like a couple of like conflicting things in there. And it's like, settle on one idea and go with it. I don't care if he's vampire or immortal reincarnating. Just, you know, settle on it, you know, just and then go with it. 
Yeah, I was also confused by that. I didn't know if like he had several reincarnations or he just keeps being killed by the reincarnations. Uh, and he, I guess he just like lives out a life until then. I don't really know. Yeah, because there's like a line like I stopped aging after the first time I was killed, and it's like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a small detail overall, but it's like I kind of need like a little bit of consistency if I need to buy into a story with fantastical elements. Mm-hmm. It's a small detail, but I'm glad I wasn't the only one that was confused. Because I read this a while ago, and then I read it again for the podcast. And the first time I read it, by the end, I was like, I don't totally understand what happened. But, I, you know, I enjoyed it for the most part. And even rereading the second time, I feel like I, there's, like, some piece of it that I'm missing that would make it make a little more sense. I haven't figured out what that is yet. But, yeah, I definitely feel like there's just a piece in there that's confusing. <laughs> Also, a lot of the character designs look really similar, even when you're not accounting for characters who have reincarnated as very visually similar counterparts to their past selves. Like, Tsundae clearly has a type of character they like drawing, and it is a slightly angsty-looking boy with a black pompadour. So, <laughs> there's just a lot of that going on here. Yeah, I thought these character designs were um, a little cleaner, more clean than um, Go For It Nakamura. Even if the story was not cleaner, right? But uh, yeah, I like based on Go For It Nakamura. I really wanted to this to be more uh, entertaining than it was. I guess this was kind of like really weird and uh, not as funny. <laughs> I would say this one wasn't funny at all. This one is not intended to be a yeah. comedy. <laughs> Yeah, I'd seen a combination of people saying, oh, this one is really different from Nakamura. Most definitely not for kids, this one, don't make that mistake. So I'd heard both that, and I also hadn't heard a lot of people talking about it the same way I had heard people talk about Nakamura. So I wasn't surprised when I ended up being more meh on it myself. Since, let's be real, people don't talk about manga enough anyway, so if people aren't talking about a series, that's not a good sign. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if the story would have done any better if it was maybe split over two volumes instead, where they could expand it a little bit more so we weren't quite as confused. I mean, I feel like I got the main gist of the story by the end, but there were the confusing parts, and I think, like Cora said, it had something, it had a little bit to do with the characters, because they did look fairly similar to each other, and then you're sort of jumping back and forth in time, um, and that made it a little more confusing but yeah it's definitely uh different than the other series that we talked about and i picked up this because i liked um the other series and i enjoyed the both of them but this is definitely like very very different mm-hmm. yeah maybe if it had been two volumes it could have played into the horror aspects a little more with like more tension and build up since as it stands here the horror comes a lot from sort of the gross out factor of seeing uh, Yamada's various deaths. That's kind of like the most horror aspect of it. Um, not really tonally. Yeah, so maybe splitting it up and making it longer would have worked better. It also, I, I keep I also keep ruminating on like that older guy that Yamada's been living with that he goes during the novels for and giving blowjobs to. I don't know why, but I'm like, we keep getting like bad teacher figures in these stories. <laughs> yeah, smug and lewd. I think that's a good way to describe it. It kind of it might I mean, not be a strong word. <laughs> It, it sort of reminded me of Tomi a little bit. It's Obviously, it's not the same. It's sort of where the, the main-ish character keeps keeps dying or, or various people that he was involved with keep killing him. It reminded me of that. But yeah, this was this was a confusing one that I think would have been a little bit better across two volumes instead of one. But yeah, I didn't really hear about this one a lot. I can't remember 
how I found out about it, and I saw it on the shelf of the store and got it because we had talked about the other series, but I didn't really uh, see folks talking about this one a lot. It's definitely different, and there's a reason why it shrank wrapped at the store. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. I think maybe, like, it was just trying to do too much uh, within only one volume. Um, like, it's the this random love, love-ish story between the two main characters, and uh, also the murder mystery or... Uh, mystery of why he is being murdered continuously. Because uh, he was an asshole. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> and also like horror and uh, all all this stuff. Too much. Too much for one volume. I totally did forget to look up and see if Yamada is based off of a real writer or not, since they make a reference to oh this character was a very influential like mystery writer, and I just totally forgot to look it up and see if that was actually based on a real care real person or not. I also gotta look that up, but I was wondering. Yeah, so it was that. That's funny that we were all kind of wondering the same thing. Well, in my defense, I was wondering, but it was 12.30 in the morning, so I really needed to go to bed. So. <laughs> yeah, well, um, does anyone have anything else before we move along? It's it's it's, it's different. Uh, I didn't dislike it. It's just different. <laughs> so know oh. that going into it again. I want to see more from this author, but I'm not sure they actually do really good horror or lewd stuff, so maybe not that. Yeah, I want to see more. <laughs> I think that's fair. More wholesome Nakamura content. Uh, all right, let's take a break and we'll talk about more gay stuff on the other side. Um, we are back to talk about our second series. Our second series is I Married My Best Friend to Shut My Parents Up uh, by Kodama Naoko, and this is put out by Seven Seas as well. Um, the title sums it up pretty well, but it's basically about uh, two women, Morimoto and Agaya. I think that they've been friends uh, probably for a while, and Morimoto is sort of like an office worker, is not particularly satisfied with her life, and um, she's getting a lot of pressure from her parents to get married. Um, She hasn't found anybody that she likes, she doesn't really care to date, but her parents keep nagging her about it. So her friend basically says well why don't we get married uh same-sex marriages or or are i guess in the story they were legal in a particular place or prefecture so they just kind of went for it and decided to get married um but i guess it's sort of japan as well it's legal in like shibuya ward (laughs) in tokyo and tokyo is kind of weird since it has like the one big city government i as i understand it but also 23 individual like mini ward city governments so it's legal in parts of tokyo but not all parts of tokyo and I'm pretty sure that's where this story takes place. If I yeah, they distinctly said should be off. Mm-hmm. So they're basically sort of in this sham marriage for now. Um, but her friend has always sort of had a crush on Morimoto. So they sort of live together. One of them has a crush on the other. And that's sort of where the story starts. Um, what did you all think? I thought this one was a little boring since I'm currently working <laughs> on a review for a different Yuri manga called How Do We Relationship and it's coming out from Diz in June and I just found that one much more interesting so I was like not intentionally but comparing these two against each other and I was like this one's just kind of boring it's just like a little bit of entrapment 
I also could not <laughs> believe at first that the manga was a lady, since there's a couple of shots of boobs, and I'm like, this this creator definitely does not have boobs. They do not know how boobs work. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to the end, and I'm reading like the little bonus comics at the end, and like a lot of series. This one had, you know, a little comic from the author, and I'm like, wait, that is a lady. Oh god, this lady doesn't know how boobs work. <laughs> uh, I do not have the same boob feeling. Uh, I don't have a good. Uh, a good feel for the anatomy of boobs, but uh, I agree with you, Helen. This <laughs> I want more from this. Um, uh, like I want it to be longer because it is a full volume, but the story uh, of these two characters is only like three chapters of that volume. And then so, there's an extra like side story at the end, yeah, which threw me off at first because the characters look so similar to the main couple. I was like, I was also confused. I was like, is this a prequel? Go back to high school. <laughs> I had to like check names, and I was like, no, this creator just can only draw a couple of types, I guess. Yeah. Um. So like, I wanted this to be much longer because like, it, it seems like we're really rushing through stuff, and we don't really have a chance to see how. Uh, I don't remember either of their names now, but the. The one that is not being pushed into, the, or the one that is being pushed into the marriage, we don't really see how she um, grows to really like this person. Besides that, she makes dinner for her all the time, and it tastes, and it's tasty. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think I would have to agree with that. That you don't, it's not, it's not long enough. It's sort of, I, I liked it, but it sort of felt kind of fluffy, not really in a negative way. It just, uh, I didn't think it was like super memorable. I thought it was cute when I read it, but it's not. For me, it wasn't super memorable, and I, I liked the concept of it, and maybe would have liked to have seen it spread across uh, more volumes from like the the other series that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's cute, and uh, I enjoyed it. But it just it yeah, I felt like they, she could have done she could have done more with that set of characters, and it would be nice to have um, a few more chapters with them just to see um, how their relationship. Uh, kind of change they have a little bit of her back and forth with her mother but it's like very small that changes a little bit towards the end but yeah oh yeah i saw Corey posting pictures of that last night being like oh no asian parents (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was extremely asian parent of her parents yeah it's funny since fake romance is definitely like a popular trope in some stories and that's what these guys are in to start with sort of but they don't even really have to do anything for the fake romance. Like, normally you'd expect, like, dates and meeting co-workers, but here it's just like, I'm sleeping on your floor, I'm cooking food because I've got a work-from-home job, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I was a little confused about the the beginning, too. Like, was that in the middle of when she already moved in, and then we flash back slightly to when she was like, I'm moving in, and then we go back forward to like, right after she moved in? Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah, I just looked at that right before we started to talk about this because I was confused by that as well. Like, I've read it twice. I read it earlier, and then I read it for the podcast again. And I was reading it today like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I'm confused about how how time sort of moved here. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's what happened. And there's even the um, sort of the – I don't want to say the rival because the chapter wasn't long enough. But there was oh, yeah. there was a, a, you know, an ex-girlfriend piece. But it's like you don't really get to explore their relationship enough for the ex-girlfriend piece to – matter to you a whole lot as a reader like oh okay they just you don't get to see enough of their relationship to i guess root for them as much as i would have liked mm-hmm. yeah it just sort of felt like a very basic understanding of a relationship which is pretty rich coming from me i know <laughs> but it, it just seemed like there was a very small checklist of things that the story tried to meet but didn't put 
into thought, you know, why would people want to spend time with each other? Why would they go out of their way to make food for each other? It just didn't really dive into anything. And sure, it was short, but like we said, one entire chapter of the story is taken up by a different short story. Like, there was more room in this volume if the creator had wanted to go at least a little deeper into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Basically, think, this whole podcast is I'm sad that these aren't better than the, what they were because I wanted them to be better than what I read. The other accidental theme of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that we didn't discover until the end. I think the only other thing that surprised me about this one when I look on the back is that it's from the same author that did NTR, and NTR um, has a different has a different feel than this story. So I was a little surprised by that, I guess. Yeah, she makes that joke in the author comics you know talking about how she has her light side and her dark side and this is the light side <laughs> have either of you read ntr i have not nope i don't know what ntr is part of a volume and then there was that sh- the anime that had very short episodes but um <laughs> there's like consent issues in that series that i can't get around and i'll normally pick up anything that's yuri really and i can't i can't get around that one it's, that's a hard one to get around so i was a little surprised by this being kind of so light and fluffy it was a it was a change oh yeah i'd also heard about the consent issues in ntr and that's why i never picked it up i, I just wanted to, i just wanted to know if it had like the same like weird boob physics going on in that one as well <laughs> so, from what i can remember i think that's just the thing for her <laughs> in case anyone's wondering what threw me off it was that we've got a couple of scenes with one of the girls lying down and she canonically has like g-cups like i don't know those didn't look like g's but anyway and when she's lying down her boobs are still like perfectly perky like she's standing up and i'm like no your boobs go like pancakes they slide off to the side when you lie down and i was like is she wearing like a bullet bra or something i'm like sounds uncomfortable (laughs) well do we have any final thoughts about this one i feel like we've wrapped it up pretty well yeah two short series and you know in some ways there's just less to talk about with shorter series Mm -hmm. uh unless well unless a it's an omnibus which is different or b we just like totally fall for them and it sounds like we just didn't totally fall for either of these series yeah i mean i think we talked about like nakamura for longer than either of these that's a great that's a great to be fair nakamura was amazing yeah (laughs) it felt like it had less substance but it was like so much more and like i think i would revisit uh the the best friend one at some point just because it's very um generally comforting even if it is kind of a nothing manga but still well i guess we can wrap up there where can we find you all online uh you can find me writing over at the oasg i'm going to have probably a review for married my best friend to shut up going up sometime since i realized no one on the site has reviewed that one yet we've already got a review of total eclipse of the heart so i won't be doing that one and other than that, you can also find me on Twitter, at Wandering Dreamer, where I will do my best to convince you guys to read cool manga by posting excessive numbers of screenshots from series. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at ImpassionateK, and uh, I sometimes write Young Um You can find me on Twitter, at Mangioren. Um, I'm alive. I say that every time we podcast, I'm still there. Um, you can find this podcast, at Manga In Your Ears, on Twitter. Um Tweet us, write reviews, uh, let us know what you want to hear next. Did I miss anything? Uh, the website is kaikubodcast.com, where you can find all of our episodes. And also, I put a link on the Twitter page, because Helen said there was not a link, and I did not know that. <laughs> Helen was <in> there. <laughs> yeah, I was on the Anime Discord, um, Anime Lockdown Discord, and I was like, oh, I should promote the podcast. And I was like, oh, the Twitter feed does not have a link to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I now 
remember the password for the Twitter account, so I couldn't go in and put it in myself. (laughs) Well, now we are up to date, but I guess that we will see you all in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.